You're listening to the Daily Dose of Grace. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day, evening, night, whenever you listen to this, and I hope your day is going great. So we're back with the testimony series. Ooh, I love these testimony series so much. This is part three of the testimony series. And yeah, I hope you really enjoy this testimony. I just love to see the way that the Lord works through these guys' different situations, their different life stories, their different like circumstances that they've been through. And just to see like the way that the Lord is so faithful and you know, like he calls us um so specifically um to him, you know, and it's all so different. So I just love the way to see that like the Lord just you know, he just penetrates the heart um, so specifically and uniquely to each individual person. That like your story is different, my story is different, and even the guys' stories are different. So yeah, enough about me talking, and let's get straight into this episode. Hi Eugene, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Eugene, I'm from Korea. I'm currently a final semester senior studying in Okay, I'm first in a, for studying in Hong Kong. Currently, I'm on exchange in Washington, D.C., American University, and studying business. It's excited to be here. Amazing. And what is one thing that you yeah. have to do every single day? Wake up. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Praise God for you another ask, day. Right? Praise God for waking up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. <laughs> okay, let me pray before you tell us your story. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you that you've given us another day. Um, I thank you for Eugene, Lord. I thank you how you've worked in his life. Um, yeah, Lord, I just pray that you really do um, speak through him today, Lord, that you speak um, of your goodness and your mercy over his life. Um, I just pray that all of the words that he says will be of yours and not of his, Lord. And yeah, I pray that this bless the listener who's listening to this. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Would you like to tell us Alrighty. your story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I haven't done this in a while. Okay. I'm Eugene. I was actually born in Hong Kong because um, my father came over as an expat. I've done 96. Um I was actually, okay, my birth story is actually really, really, really interesting. Um, I was born in Hong Kong at the Hong, University of Hong Kong Hospital, but I was born premature. I think three months premature. I was uh, I was born 795 grams, literally like, like this big. <laughs> yeah, and my mom had a really, she had a roller coaster ride trying to keep me alive. Um, I was being in the incubator for so long getting all like pneumonia and all these like all these shots and whatnot had a really really rough birth and the doctors were like hey there's like one percent chance that this guy this guy's gonna survive and i did praise god um and yeah like i had a lot of struggles as a premature baby um um i was born into a Christian family. My mom, my mom's family was a firm believer. My dad accepted Christ as I um, was born. That became like the impetus to to be strengthen his faith. 
And because of that, I didn't know what else to do on a given Sunday. It's like, instead of going to church, <laughs> you know, yeah. like um, every Sunday morning, get up, you know, Sunday best, go to go to Korean church. Um, basically, like the deacons and the elders or like my grandpas and my grandmas. Um, yeah, and, and even even when we were going on like trips, like let's say if it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like we would go to the local church and the trip destination. We would not skip on a Sunday, you know. Mm. Um, I remember accepting Christ um, when I came to Korea in, in first grade um, in a retreat when they were like, oh, like any of you want to accept Christ, like, I remember, I remember that happening, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this distinctive, like, oh, like pivotal moment, you know, I think I just kind of like really grew into that. Um, and I'm just really thankful for my parents to set that foundation of what it means to live um, in faith in a relationship with God. Um, I went to an international, a Christian international school um, for 10 years. And, and I was basically like the teacher's pet, you know, <laughs> um, and during middle and high school, I led um, my I led our team worship team um, in chapel every every Wednesday, and um, yeah, that was a very that was a very interesting time. I I led our school on Wednesday, and then at church, I led our church um, worship team as well. And that was a that was a very interesting time in my life, just because. I was basically treated as this like superstar, you know, I would come up on stage in front of 300 students that were um, kind of Christian, kind of not sleeping during chapel. And I'd be like, good morning, everyone. Like, and everyone would be like, good morning, Eugene. I was like the superstar of the week. And people would view me as like the holy, like goody two shoes Christian boy, you know, who would always know the Bible knowledge, always memorize those Bible verses. And do like the worship team you know the guy at the front but it's interesting because every time i got off the stage like i didn't feel known like everyone knew me right knew my face and my name like as the as the goody two shoes but like i, di I didn't feel known off stage and i and that became even my identity and i was like oh like that's who I am and I, would, I remember being really judgmental to even my own praise team and be like hey why are you late for meetings why like why aren't you at that same spiritual level you know as I am you know why are you doing all these things why do you why do you guys call yourselves praise team members when you when you do this and do that outside like you are um you know there, there was a lot of pride in that um in in, in me as well um I played. I also played volleyball um, in middle in middle and high school. I started in seventh grade. I think well, that was what fourteen. Um, and I played for. I was fortunate enough to play for my school's varsity team. So, um, oh, wow. For for yeah, for all four years of of high school, I wasn't particularly good of a player, but um, that was finally like the sport that i stuck with after having played like soccer or like basketball with some other guys because volleyball at the time was like um it was like considered to be like a, a woman's sport you know tough guys don't play 
you know, back in, back in 2013. Mm. But, but I did, you know, I was this, imagine this like small skinny boy, like bump, being bumped around playing basketball and soccer and finally, like finally, finally playing a sport. My mom was like, Hey, you know, um, trying to play a sport, you know, it's divided into two, you know, two sides of the court with a net. So you don't need to bump into other people, right? You can, you can have your own personal space while it's just, it's just like an athletic thing to do. So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and then I started playing, but throughout high school, throughout my varsity, you know, career, I started to make a name for myself, you know, as this position called a libero. That's the position in a volleyball game that only plays the back row that has a different color uniform, right? And I specialized in it and I, and I thought I made a name for myself. And by my senior year, right, after every year, we would always go to um, these tournaments because the Asian Christian schools had a league and so each school would um, host a volleyball tournament every year. And so this, this was like my final year. I wanted to make, you know, an impression, right? And I wanted to make that legacy and finish strong. But that was also the year that I was benched. Ooh. Yeah, I thought I deserved my starting position, like my starting position, because I was a senior, right? I had a I built this legacy up for, I built, I built a name for myself up, like a name up for myself for the past six years of volleyball in this school, right? I was finally known for something, even though I wasn't good at it. Like people were giving me compliments and it became, it became my identity. And, but I was benched my senior year because there were people like, there were my group, my group of my juniors that were like just better than I was. And um, that felt miserable, <laughs> you know, and, the, and I finally, at the end of the season, we went to Angel School and we played two round robin games and I sucked. And I was like, I, you know, I cried after, after the game. I was like, this is not how I'm going to end my, 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 my high school career. Right. But the defining moment of that was after that round robin game, my assistant coach pulled me out of the of the gym i remember like being with him he's this really tall guy curly hair he pulled me out of the gym he was like eugene like your value like doesn't lie on who you are as a volleyball player or how well you play like your value lies with your identity your identity ultimately is that you're god's son and that's ultimately what matters and I think that's the moment where it clicked for me. Like I grew up with doing devotions. I grew up with reading the Bible, like, but it finally clicked. Oh, wow. Like what it means, what the gospel means in my life personally. And that was a, that was a defining moment for me because I held on to my sports identity for so long. And yeah, like, <laughs> that's when it clicked and then i came to hong kong for university in 2017 joined um life group that's when i got to live out community with um people my age <laughs> <laughs> um, spent two years there learned a lot um and then went to the army the korean army for two years and then came back third year fourth year and then now I'm here. 
with um, American University spending my last semester here. I think, yeah, I can explain further, but like even with like getting internships, getting um, even with like the career aspect too so far, even with my own insecurities as like dealing with anxiety, dealing with um, what else, like people pleasing, I think these past couple of years have been instrumental in God really shaping me and molding me to become more like him, <laughs> um, to understand myself better. Yeah, and it's been a it's been a wild journey so far. Wow, yeah. that is crazy. How how do you think like growing up in the church and growing up in a Christian family, going to Christian school how do you think that actually like affects you mm-hmm. especially with your faith as well oh that's a good question um i'm really glad that i had that background in my faith so how it, how it impacted me i got to know all the stories i got to know jesus's ministry i got to know the books of the bible you know genesis exodus you know right and so yeah I so I got to have that background in I got okay I got to be accustomed to that language Uh uh right and so whenever someone would like preach on like a pope or like or or different bible stories or things like that it was it was like second nature to me but on the other hand right the, the flip side of the coin was that it became too second nature that um it was a source of pride for me mm. like i remember holding that as a standard to my to my classmates and silently judging them hey why aren't you up to this biblical standard that i am in and so while it set a good foundation for me to work on with my faith like while i didn't need to start understanding like the bible stories from scratch it also um, I also had a lot of unlearning and a lot of relearning to do because I had that foundation of knowledge growing up. And so Christianity, I think, um, hit from a different perspective for me. Oh, okay. And then when did and so you... even, 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 yeah, yeah. No, 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 keep going. Yeah, and so even right now, it's an unlearning and a relearning process of what I thought I knew, what I thought I knew about God, the Holy Spirit, and the gospel. And I think right now the challenge for me is being open for correction. Being open to admit that maybe some things that I might have believed on and held on to for so long may be wrong. (laughs) Maybe there's more to something, you know, right? And so that's, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. What's been one of the hardest things that you've had to relearn? yeah the difference between knowing about the gospel and living it out that's good or like yeah the difference between i know what god has done for me i just don't know how to respond to that or i don't know how that impacts my day to day like i know what to do right if someone corrects me i know what i know what to know but like i don't know how that translates to my 30 minutes later, you know, like, or sometimes it, or sometimes like, 
it builds a wall in my heart. I get less receptive of people's like godly criticism or advice because I'm like, I already know it. And that's where my frustration comes from. That's, that's a lot of what I had to unlearn and relearn that it is a relationship with God like that. I have a, I have so much yet to learn. And so being open to the fact that I have to relearn or being open to the fact that I actually don't fully know what I grew up with was what I had to relearn again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. How does your faith um, affect you now, like in your day to day? Because I know that's something you struggle with. In my so day. You going through that. Yeah. Um... How does my faith affect me right now? Hmm. Hmm. I think I think it gives me a different layer to how I see the world. Like if, if for some people, um, the material world or what happens in front of us is all that I, all that they see, like for me, it allows me to go deeper. Um, it allows me to ask the harder questions in life or even build better or more deeper, deeper relationships with people. Mm. Um, it allows me to um, have compassion for people that I usually wouldn't hang out with or at first sight I would judge. Um, it allows me to have hope for things that come in the future that I haven't experienced yet. Um, it allows me to be grateful for the little things that the little things in life. Um, you know, like the, the weather was amazing today. Like, like instead of being like, God, you know, instead of being like, the weather was good. I hope it's good tomorrow. <laughs> but be, like, like, God, thank you. So thank you that the weather is good so i guess it allows me to be more grateful too mm. yeah grateful for things that i have absolutely no control over but i have that i'm privileged to have yeah yeah so it really reshapes the world that i live in it's mm. good and how is it being in the army especially as a christian Oh, you're asking the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep into it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, no, it was it was difficult at first. I remember the six weeks of um, boot camp that I had. None of it was like a spiritual, like desolate place, and I, I was so shocked to see a bunch of twenty-something-year-old Korean guys absolutely not knowing God, um, having church, like it was an awakening moment for me to see the reality of what people view about church. Because mm. I grew up in a bubble. Everyone around me like was talking about God, even this life group, right? You're always so intentional about talking about God and then you get thrown in the deep end and be like, oh, like, you know, you got you get people literally coming up, you know, during or like really people literally running up on stage and like twerking, you know, as a form of, you know, quote unquote worship, you know, like, or, you know, different things like that. And 
it was very difficult to maintain my relationship with God. I had to be very, very intentional about carving time or mm. to read the Bible. Um, sometimes, or even when I came onto onto base onto my permanent base as well for the rest of the term, like sometimes we we did have like different serving teams at, at our church. And thankfully, like our head um, colonel, our head like commander was also a very devout Christian. And he, in his, in his um, authority, he allowed us to like be more involved with the church. He opened up like early morning prayer in his authority. Like, um, and we were given different opportunities to serve serve with the church like going on serving with the worship team there and whatnot and actually that allowed me to have deeper conversations now that people know that i am christian right even in the army but that was still pretty difficult because even serving with the church too we would have to have our officers approval to leave our base to go to the church that was next door right because our church was right outside the base that we were at but I mean, to leave our building, we always would have to report to our officers to leave, right? Okay. And they would, and so like the six of us would be like, hey, you know, we're, we're serving at church this Sunday. You know that we're serving. Like, can we leave, you know, for from nine to 11? They would be like, why? You know, sometimes I would, or like, like, what's the matter? Why do you need to go? Sometimes I would be in like 24 hour night shift. So, so an officer and I would stay up in the night to patrol and to like keep our company safe. Mm-hmm. So that's, we would basically have the whole, night together right and so some officers would ask me hey like why are you christian you know why do you believe what you believe wow. or some jokingly they would be like hey believe in me you know i am the god you know <laughs> or jokingly jokingly they would say yeah. that and that would that would open like or even with conversations with uh, like friends too like or my my uh, colleagues they would ask me different things like hey you know what is this god you know and so that really opened my eyes to see oh wow like Korea has got a lot of work to do, even though it has a lot of churches and a lot of churchgoers. Yeah. Got a lot of work to do. And so I've been able to been able to experience just a lot of things, a lot of battling against the spiritual. You know, the verse where it says like the war that you have is not against flesh and bone, but against it's against powers and principalities. Oh, you felt it there. You felt it in the army. Like that spiritual battles were real. And yeah, that's that's a whole different ball game. God just throwing it at the deep end. But thankfully, like even during boot camp, I wasn't the only one that genuinely sought after God. Like he placed one other colleague that also like acted as our team leader. And we really, after we figured, after we both figured out that we were both believers, like we really relied on one another for that six weeks. We prayed for one another. I'm like, God, like, you really put people and you you really put people so that we can build deep relationships with one another you don't just throw us in the deep end um and god like you always have a way out you always provide mm. and so that was a really good opportunity for me to all in all realize what is god to me when i don't have my community 
Yeah. What is God to me when I don't have the luxury to meet every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m.? When I don't have the luxury, you know, when I'm doing my own work, you know, being summoned here, summoned there because of my responsibilities as team leader. After all of that, after a, after waking up for two hours in the middle of the night for 1 to 3 a.m., I'm exhausted day after day after day with, you know, no, I guess, life group to like meet every week. Who is God in that situation for me? And it was really, it was really, it was a growth moment to take my faith personally and have that personal relationship with God again. Am I making sense? No, you are. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So then how did all of these events, so from growing up in the church and going to Christian school and volleyball and the army and then like like three different places, how Mm -hmm. have you seen God work? What has been like the consistent characteristic that God has really been so evident in? Number one, God is faithful. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. Mm. But number two, God knows you. Damn, I, I, I miss that Vita water. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're drinking, we're drinking Aquafina right now. Oh, sorry. Can't sponsor. We, aqua, aqua. <laughs> aqua something, something right now. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, God is faithful and God knows you. Like, if he knows you can't handle something, he's going to, like, if you can't, if he knows that you can't handle, like, five lessons at once, he's going to take you step by step by step. Like, he's going to work in his own timeline. Um, and that's that's a consistent theme that I've been able to realize. God is faithful and God knows me more intimately and I know myself. And God uses everything, everything for good. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And how is your semester abroad going? Oh, this? Yeah. It's good. Oh, that's a whole new story. Even coming, even coming here to AU has been um, amazing. But the semester, it was pretty difficult at first, honestly, just because it's different. It's different back home. Back home, you know, when you start the lecture, when when you head inside the lecture, right, you learn the material for the very first time through the lecture. But for here, you have to preview the lecture, material, the chapter material beforehand. And then during the lecture, you review. It's like problem solving. Oh. Yeah. So if you haven't read the chapters beforehand, you don't know what's going on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And for some, for some, of my, for most of my classes, even the major required courses, the lectures are one hour and 15 minutes long. It's amazing. So nice. Twice wow. the week. Wow. Yeah. One hour and 15 minutes long. Not like three hours, like some other school that I used to go to. Yeah. And so just as your attention span is like about to be depleted, you're out of there. (laughs) It's so nice. Wow. It's amazing. Our class size too, like usually it's around nine students to around 15. Mm. And so you really get that personal attention Mm. from the professor. And that's what I really missed 
in my uh, school back home. I'm not going to name it, but the school back home where we had like 60, 70 students crammed inside like a classroom, you know. And yeah, my semester here, I've been able to visit the White House, talk to, um, be connected to a church and to a small group. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been more than I asked for in a, in a exchange experience for sure. It's so far so good, and I'm kind of sad that there's only like a month and a half left. <laughs> wow, flies so fast. Yeah. I know. How has evangelism looked like being over there versus being back home? Or what are some things you have to change about communication skills? Mm. Communication skills. I think... the i think we need to be a little bit more sensitive about how christianity is perceived here um, especially as it relates to the political climate mm. um because of how they're so intertwined like the words conservative liberal progressive evangelical um they all mean different things to different people and so one thing that you, i had to learn the I had to learn while talking to people here is to ask the question, what do you mean by what you say? What do you mean by evangelical? What do you mean by what you believe in? And started some good conversations that way. Yeah, like, because conservative, like pro-choice, pro-life, like all those are like so intertwined where that you can't just segment people into different categories like it's not a cookie cutter you know solution for people and so really having to ask that question hey like what do you mean by this word what do you mean by this phrase like have you like what kind of experiences growing up shaped your belief in xyz idea you know yeah. yeah that's the that's the that's what's key in communication especially in the west too I realize how progressive it has become. I've only heard, right, through social media, but like having to encounter that in real life. Mm. Yeah, that's a shocker. <laughs> shocker, for sure. Really challenges you to believe, re-examine like, what you believe, why you believe what you believe in. Go back to the roots of your faith. Mm -hmm. Because all sorts of things are spoken here, <laughs> you know, and if you're not, if you're not careful, right, it can be like, you know, oranges, you can believe in an orange and then suddenly like, oh, tangerine, 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 it's like, oh, tangerine, and then tangerine can suddenly become like, you get what I mean? It's yeah. like something so subtle, but at the end of the day, it suddenly becomes like apples to like bananas or something, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And is there anything that you would say to encourage the listener? Oh, yeah. Or not? That may what? What's that? Be, be a believer or not? Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
for those who are believers, that's a good call. Oh, that's a good one. Talk to God freely. After all, like Christianity is a relationship with Christ, and I felt so much burden lifted off. When I just started talking to God, like in, in like the physical reality aspect, it seems like I'm talking to thin air, <laughs> but that's what makes it all the more freeing, right? Um, and be open to. I know there's a lot of like bad information or like not so correct and misinformation floating around, but at the same time, be open to where you get your information from too. You don't know where God's gonna speak, like through. An Instagram post, some some reel that you see somewhere, like um, someone else's conversation that you overheard, like you know, at three thirty p.m. at some given day. Um, God can speak in multiple ways. Be open to listen. Um, constantly pray and be still. That's what I'm working on right now. Uh, and just trust in God's timeline, like. Even though um, things aren't gonna go, it may or may not go the way that you envision it. Like he is working in his timeline, even though you don't understand everything. It's okay, you know. <laughs> it's okay. So we all still learning. Um, give yourself some grace. <laughs> Your namesake. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the for those who haven't believed in um, in Christ, an encouragement would be keep seeking. Or don't stop at, I don't know what I believe, like be open to it. I think it's a, I think it's an important enough question in life to keep searching. And or I think it's, I think, I think it's an important enough question in life to um, just give up on. Keep searching. Um, keep being open. Keep asking the hard questions. A lot of the things that we believe in are shaped by our experiences, um, how our parents treated us, how our friends treated us, how teachers treated us, how the hurts that we had. Um, everything is connected and that whether we realize it or not, they shape what we believe in about the world. And so one thing would keep asking the hard questions. It's okay, like, be reflective too about your life. Because that's where you that's where you get to ask the questions, keep asking the hard questions, be reflective. Um, yeah, challenge yourself. <laughs> You get challenged all the time. Don't give up in the pursuit of truth. Don't give up in the pursuit of truth. I like that. Yeah. I'll write that down. So yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And it was always I've always wanted to be here. Oh that's true. Yeah.
<laughs> but it was just a privilege to hear your testimony and see the way that like the Lord has just worked through your life in so many different like yeah. events and situations. And yet you can, at the end of it all, you can always say that God has been so faithful and so true and he's just never changed, which is just amazing. Yeah, and sometimes I can't say that, you know, but but God still is he's gracious, you know, he's like, I understand, bro. But sometimes I don't have the energy to say it. Sometimes I'm just like, God, like, you know, okay, okay, one more thing, one more thing. I think the whole the whole growing Christian part. Um, the one thing that I really do want to highlight is that I always felt like it, it um, needed to be a cookie cutter story. You know, I sinned but God was gracious, but you know, I fallen short, but God rescued me. So at the end of the day, I have to thank you, God, for being so gracious, you know? And sometimes I would say things even without believing in it, because at the end of the day, you know, God is always going to win. At the end of the day, God, God will provide. And I would have these phrases that I would say just because I grew up with it and I never actually given second thought. Like there were things that I said without knowing, like without, I didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Just, they just naturally came out of my mouth. That was natural vocabulary for me. And sometimes, I mean, it's okay to not be like, God, I don't believe it. Like God's, he's not small. Like he's okay. He can take those punches, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't believe something, I think God is more, he, he wants for you to be more raw to him like and then just say something that you naturally grew up with like mm. i think that's one thing that i'm learning about prayer if i don't believe something then i don't believe it i can't force myself to be like but god thank you for your grace and your mercy that you provide each and every day so i will repent and turn my life around. you know like <laughs> and so i mean i don't want to i don't want to like invalidate what what you said at the end of the day Right. At the end of the day, God does right, like change our hearts and whatnot. But it's it's the it's the process. Mm. Like you don't like you don't you don't if you don't believe something, say it, admit it. You know, <laughs> it's okay. Like it's uh, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, being raw and being open to that changing process is more important, perhaps in some some aspects, than getting to that conclusion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's something I'm really learning as well. Like the Lord is a God of the slow cooker. He's about the process. He's about, you know, walking through us through the valley, the darkest valley of the shadow of death, not about the destination, you know, because in the process, that's where he's can, he can reshape us and refine us to look more like him. Right. I mean, even, I mean, the destination we already know, right. The moment we accept Christ, we, we know where our destination is, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're continually being sanctified, but we know what the end is already. But like, it's the ING process, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're, you're spot on. Like Once we say we know where we're headed, but it's that process that it's like, that's the challenge. Exactly. Like even Paul is like striving towards it. It's, it's tedious. It's long. It's a it is the slowest journey it's not about like this quick instant gratification that the world offers you know 
Yeah, but the hope is like even though you've give up and you've given up on yourself, right? Which I have multiple times. God is greater than you giving up on yourself because He's never given up on you.、Mm. And sometimes, if yeah, like as I said, if you don't believe something for a period of time, it takes six months, a year. It's okay. <laughs> God's bigger than your doubts and unbeliefs.、Mm. I mean, sometimes, yeah, like people around you that are believers are going to pray for you and are going to try to encourage you. But, like, right at the end of the day, like it is, it's your choice. In that, in that, if your heart is hardened and if you're like, if you're not right, like, what can you do, right? But at the same time, God is greater than that. He can. He's patient, right? He is loving. Like he, right? He, His desire is for you to know him, but like in his timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't change your own heart even, and so it's okay. Like, give yourself grace. Allow him to speak to you. Like, he's okay. Like, talk to him about what you don't believe in.、Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like? Us to pray for for you. Oh yeah,、um, definitely. Security when it comes to accounting. I think oftentimes, like I don't know, I have a or or even security when it comes to not knowing certain things that it's okay. Like for me,、mm-hmm. I have a tendency of like I I love talking to like thirty year olds, forty year olds. And I feel like the advice that they give, I need to see realized in my next week. <laughs> you know, because I know it's like, like I know that they're speaking from their experience. They're speaking from regrets every time that they say, like, "Hey, I wish when I was your age, I had. I wish someone had spoken this into my life." And now that I have, now that I've heard that advice from them, I feel this pressure to realize that. Right, this responsibility. Like now that I have this information, right, I want to see this come in my life at a certain point, like now. But it's hard for me to give myself that grace to be like, hey, it's okay. You still twenty <laughs> three, you know. That that's a process, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Or even with accounting, like I'm, I don't have an accounting background, but I'm I'm, I'm heading into accounting, and I have this so much fear, and be like, what if I'm not able to perform? Like the to the standard that I set for myself, or what if I'm not? What if I'm taking all these courses, but I don't? I forget everything after the test, so that like I doubt my own. You know, you get what I mean. Like I forget everything, so I feel like I'm useless to this company, or like why did this company even hire me? So th- those different lies and doubts and insecurities, I I'm constantly fighting for it, like to to replace it with what God really thinks of me, right? And so. Those are some of my prayer requests for security, for,、um, for for grace, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And to and for even number a third one is to be constant in prayer, to be disciplined and to be constant in prayer. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. We'll definitely be praying for you over those. And again, thank you so much for coming and being vulnerable and sharing your experience and your life journey.、Um, and I think it's going to bless a lot of people who are listening to this. 
Yeah, I mean, thank you for even just doing what you're doing, setting this platform, right, for allowing other people to share. And yeah, this is what an opportunity, right? Like, you don't know whose story is going to resonate with yours, right? Mm -hmm. So allowing different people to speak their own stories, like, oh, wait, wait, I've, I've experienced that before, you know, like, that's, it's powerful what you're doing. And so continue to do what you do. Thank you. Yeah, you don't you don't know how God's going to work through different people's lives, and allowing allowing that access right to hear different life stories is just opens up your eyes, you know, opens up the listeners' eyes to realize that the world is so much more than what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really am so grateful to see how the Lord has really worked through his life and seen just number one, how good God is, that he is willing to come down to us and reach out to us so that we get to experience his goodness, but also seeing how unique his story is and how God has really played a part in his life. And if this is the first time that you've ever um, heard this testimony and no and if this is and if the holy spirit is really prodding at you and is convicting you and is like really poking at you to like really just give god a chance and really just give god a go and really just commit your life to him the bible says in romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe that god raised him from dead then you will be saved so i want to give you an opportunity and a time to just give yourself to god to give yourself to god to admit that you are a sinner to admit that you have made mistakes that you cannot do this life alone that you cannot reach the standard of god um, to believe, to believe that Jesus is Lord and to believe that Jesus walked on this earth and lived the perfect life and he died on the cross for your sin and that now he is the bridge for you to become um, a child of God, to have a relationship with God and to commit your life, to commit your life to wanting to live for God now. You're not going to be perfect at all on this earth, at all, but you want to live this life to please God, to out of the gratitude of the fact that he has died for you. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. I'm going to say a prayer. And if you would like to give your life to Jesus today, you can say this prayer with me. Because as I said, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that the Lord has raised the Lord has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. When you say this prayer, you will be saved. And no, this is not a prayer that is cookie crop. If you say it with these specific words, then you will be saved. No. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And that is scripture. So let's say this prayer together. Lord God, I thank you for what you have done for me. I'm so sorry for the mistakes that I've done. And I confess all of my sins to you. Father, I admit that I am a sinful person and I do not 
uphold the standard that you have. But I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe that Jesus lived a perfect life. And I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. He died on the cross for my mistakes. And I thank you for the gift that you have given me. The gift of Jesus and eternal life. So Father, I commit my life to you. And I want to live the rest of my life to please you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for me. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, this is so exciting. If you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, the heavens are rejoicing. The heavens are having a party right now. I'm having a party right now. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that you have given your life to Jesus. Welcome home. Welcome home. God has, has his hands wide open for you. I have my hands wide open for you. Welcome home into this beautiful family, my brother and sister in Christ. I'm so excited. And if you did pray this prayer, tell me, let me know, because I want to rejoice with you. I want to celebrate with you because this is a joyful day. You are now a child of God. That is amazing. You are saved. Amazing. And even for next steps as well, if you need some guidance, I am always here. So you can read out you can reach out on my Instagram or my email or whatever suits you. All of that's gonna be in the show notes in the description down below. Also, hopefully on the screen and also in the outro. But it's just the Daily Dosal Grace podcast. That's all of my um um links handles for all of the social media but yeah let me know so i can rejoice with you and if it is like this this testimony that um like sparked it that really like pushed you to like yes i'm just gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna give my life to jesus also let me know so i can tell them so i can tell um your brother in christ that it was their testimony that the lord used as a vessel to bring you home so yeah i'm so excited i'm so happy and i thank the lord in advance for what he's going to do in your life if you chose to give your life to christ so yeah with that being said thank you so much for listening to this episode i pray that you have an amazing day and remember that you are fully known and fully loved by god thank you guys bye friends